Welcome to Living Martial Arts with Master Ray Gale, aka The Dark Master. Living Martial Arts discuss and examines the everyday exercise, philosophy, and lifestyle of the martial arts enthusiast. The host talks about his own training, past and present, and he also interviews many martial artists to discover how they continue to live their own martial arts journey. Tune in for top tips on how to get the best out of your martial art. Or perhaps you're thinking of starting a martial art. This podcast offers you an easy way to dip your toe in. Sign up for the newsletter at livingmartialarts.com and get regular updates and training tips direct to your inbox. Follow the Dark Master on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at Living Martial Arts. Hi and hello to the Living Martial Arts podcast back with another fantastic podcast. Oh, well, I hope you think think it will be uh, from me, the Dark Master. We've got two great guests, um, which is quite unusual, really, because we've got a team uh, of um, instructors, uh, family instructors. And um, uh, we've got uh, Zoe Tizik, who is a sixth degree. And we've got Master John Tizik, who is a seventh degree black belt. So how are you doing, team? Yes, very good, sir. Thank Hello. you very much. Yeah, thank you for having us. Excellent, excellent. Well, it's good to see you. I haven't seen you for a long time. It's been a few years yeah. uh, since we've seen each other in, in person, although we are on uh, um, digital <laughs> digital viewing. Um, but it's nice to see you again. And, um, and you know, you. thank you. Good to, to know that you're you're still teaching and things are going well for you. Um, as I said, thank you very much for, for, for doing this. I'm sure my my listeners will uh, appreciate, um, you know, your, your story and your martial arts. Um, uh, insights. So, w- without further ado, really, I mean, as as there's two of you, maybe we'll, <laughs> you want to take it in turns. I, yeah, I, your your stories, your martial arts journey, how it started and how it's gone on are obviously interlinked. So, um, <laughs> I'll leave you to sort out who's going to say what. But um, as I usually start with, um, tell us a bit about your martial arts journey, really, how it started and you know how it how it progressed. So, I'll leave it with you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, for me, I started quite a young age, but not with Taekwondo, with Mm. Aikido. I think I was probably about six or seven when my parents enrolled me at the the local school where I went into the classes there. Yeah. Um, We we didn't really know anything about martial arts, so it it didn't matter what it was. (laughs) I just wanted to get involved. We used to watch the series Kung Fu on the TV as a child. So wanted to wanted to get into it so he did aikido for i don't know really know how long but maybe a couple of years took a took a few gradings in aikido and then um finally gave that up for for some reason i'm not sure what that is now football probably yeah plus, plus <laughs> I to play football oh, excuse and... me excuse me <laughs> <laughs> love my football then, still... <laughs> yeah yes same um then uh, after a few years i took up shotokan karate um, I think I was 11 now. I was definitely in secondary school, early years of secondary school. One of my friends was a black belt and I wanted to wanted to get um, to that sort of level. So I took up Shotokan Karate and I did it for possibly about four years. I got to the brown belt, which was two grades off the black belt. I think it was, uh, there was a brown and white stripe and then and then the, the black belt. Uh, and I gave that up um, as well. I think the, the age thing, was a bit of a, a factor there. All my friends were going out, doing different things, and 
Right. I didn't really want to spend all that time training when they were out having having what looked like more fun. So again, I had a little break. And then when we started going into the city centre with my friends at night, and uh, back then there was uh, quite a lot of trouble that you, that you see going on, and we wanted to learn to defend ourselves. So um, we looked around to take up a martial art, and the nearest club to where I lived was a GTF Taekwondo school, which um, we all joined, and it's been Taekwondo ever since. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, I'd say maybe how long do you think after I started would you have started? We think it's about a year, don't we? We think you joined, you started the Taekwondo in about 1994 and I must have joined about 95. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, well, just just a bit on your story. Actually, it's quite, it's quite unusual. I don't think... I don't think there's there's anyone that I've spoken to on, on my podcast whose first martial art, you know, ended up as sort of taekwondo, but their first martial art was aikido, um, which is quite unusual because people people often they say oh judo. A lot of people say shotokan, which was my sort of route, traditional uh, karate, which is what where I started, uh, because I think at that time, particularly uh, probably more so when I when I started in sort of the seventies, there, there wasn't any. Um, uh, or very little taekwondo around at that time. You know, the big thing was there was loads of karate schools, loads of judo, um, but um, very little aikido actually. But uh, that that was that was quite unusual. Is is that school still going? Is it still? Well, yeah. The where I I did it, the school that school has been knocked down. It was an old primary school. Yeah. But, uh, not far from there, there is a full-time aikido centre in Coventry. So I think it possibly does belong to the same group that um that i started with all those years ago yeah well I'm, I'm i'm hoping actually to um to interview one of my ex-students who now who, who started with me in the in the 80s uh was a really good taekwondo practitioner at that time um uh moved to holland and has been doing aikido for quite a number of years now uh, and is quite quite high up i would imagine that he's really good at it because he was such a great student. Um, and yeah. I, I can't wait. Um, he's got a few, um, uh, he's had a bereavement in his family, so he, he doesn't really want to talk about things at the moment, but I'm hoping to yeah. end of this year, beginning of the next. So, uh, you know, uh, go from there. Yeah, so so what, what What about yourself then, Zoe? You mentioned about starting a year after, but uh, how, how did it start and why? Yeah, just um, probably started for all the wrong reasons, really. Uh, so <laughs> I was just a part of a group of friends and. John was part of a group, although, and we, we knew each other, didn't we? Mm -hmm. And my group of friends, we would just go down and wait for John and his group of friends to finish their Taekwondo lesson mm. because it was at the bottom of my street where I lived with my parents. So we'd go down twice a week and, and wait for them. Um, absolutely no intention of joining in whatsoever. <laughs> and Mr. Footman, Paul Footman, who was the instructor at the time, said no, you're not sitting here and watching anymore. You've got to join in. <laughs> and that, that was it. We joined in. Um, I was terrible, absolutely terrible at it. And I remember that there was only me and one other female, and she was my friend, and there was a female assistant. And Mr. Footman set, took the class, and he sent me and my friend off for our session. And at the end of the lesson, he came over and he said, in front of the whole class, so... So how did how did they do? How did she get on? And this lady said, 
she's the most uncoordinated person I've ever met in my life. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, um, but I loved it because I was rubbish at sport. I, I couldn't do netball, couldn't catch a ball. I'm the sort of person like if there's a doorway, I walk into the door frame and don't go through the hole. Um, so I am. I could ride horses. I was good at riding horses. So, but I could kick people in the head. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. So suddenly, like I know this one, I was uncoordinated, but I was quite flexible. So. Um, I just I loved it and I just went back twice a week every week never missed a lesson unless I was away and yeah that's yeah. it really it's, it's interesting isn't it because you know as as um uh taekwondo instructors as as we are you know particularly now I mean it didn't matter so much when I first started teaching because there weren't many kids training actually when I first started teaching um it, it's all sort of late 70s but uh, imagine saying that to children now. <laughs> I mean, do you think I, I've got this saying uh, when I teach instructors? You know, you got you got to kiss people before you kick them. Um, <laughs> not, <laughs> yeah. not, not, not literally, but um, you, you got to say something nice and then say, "Well, that's pretty good, but uh, you need to improve this or whatever." <laughs> but yeah. in those yeah. days, what was that like? That was absolutely rubbish. Do it again. <laughs> you think? Oh, okay. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. um, and ladies didn't do taekwondo in those no. days either so no. it was it was embarrassing enough being in a room full of men and a lot of the men um, they didn't want me there and they made it very clear I was told you're not welcome here yeah yeah so, yeah yeah it was yeah. quite common I think um but my instructor Paul Footman he was very very encouraging because once he realized I was quite flexible he was like all over it and then he was like you'll be fine because I can teach you to kick so you'll be okay um, so what, but so what... a lot of the men didn't want didn't want us there so so when did sorry when did when did you feel um that um that whether taekwondo was for you or you had a grasp on it because i i um as as a youngster i mean i was doing taekwondo i, lo- I love the physical side of taekwondo um but actually one, one of the things that i probably haven't mentioned is one of the things that i liked about taekwondo is it helped me with my football in the early days of my fitness because i love my football and i, I played a eventually at quite a high standard of football um never ever thought i'd give it give it up um i was very reluctant to give it up when i did give it up um and uh funny enough i still play football or still kick a ball in my classes with the kids <laughs> now uh, i have a couple of games where um where, where it involves a football because i it's just still part of me and i, and I love it but um I remember going to a, a tournament in manchester in bellevue and somebody had taken a picture of me as a blue belt i was doing uh pattern jungun and i saw this picture and it was awful i looked at it i thought that can't be me the stance was terrible and i sort of made my mind up then i'm either going to take this seriously and be better or i'm just going to knock it on the head so i went for the i'm going to be better and then when i got my red belt i realized actually that i could be really quite good at this i didn't didn't think i was going to you know be a be a uh, instructor or anything like that i just thought do you know what? i can actually do quite well at this so i don't know what what about yourself so when did you think well actually yeah i could i could do something with this um maybe tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, after every single grading i ever took i didn't know i said that's it i'm never doing it again i'm never taking another grading i hate grading every, every competition i said i'm never doing another competition i hate competitions um I think I, I just enjoyed it. I just really, really enjoyed, enjoyed it. And something about it made me want to keep going back. But I don't think I ever thought that I would be 
particularly good at it. And yeah, I mean, a lot of hard work, a lot of hard work has gone into, um, into I mean, I've got a sixth degree, so I guess I'm, at some point I must have got okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it, has, it hasn't been necessarily particularly easy. Yeah, yeah. What what, what about yourself, uh, John? Because I'd imagine as well, uh, I mean, I, I, I did Shotokan, and one thing I found when I started Taekwondo was the change, even in those days where you could argue that Taekwondo was closer to karate in those days, but I still found the change really tough um, at, at that time. And I don't know whether that's because, um, uh, well, I, I think it was because of the the, the the way of getting power, the way of getting power, because we still, even though we adopted the sine wave at a later date in Taekwondo, we still had that slight downward movement at the time, but we didn't have this sort of down up, down movement. Um, so yeah. I did find it difficult. What about yourself? Yeah, no, I, I think because um, I had a bit of a break in between and I was only quite young, really, when I did the karate. Mm. I, I, when I joined Taekwondo with my friends, they were all complete beginners. So I think it looked from the outside like I was a natural at Taekwondo because yeah. you know, for all intents and purposes, it wasn't that that much different. And I'd probably lost all the habits that you get into when you start performing the uh, the katas and, and so, so forth. So I don't think I found it that difficult. And in fact, I think I progressed because Grandmaster Oldham did all the gradings for us back in our colour bout days, the GTF. Yeah. And I had, uh, I, I can't remember which grade it was, maybe green belt around green belt. I had a double promotion because oh, he obviously yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. saw that maybe I was doing a little bit better than the other beginners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, 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 I, and I think that's always, uh, there's, there's something that gives you a boost. In, in fact, um, you know, I was men- mentioned about that, and I've, I've got my. Um, I haven't. I, I chucked all my trophies away, actually, um, and uh, they're in la- they're in landfill in China somewhere. But the the the, the only one. I've, well, I've got a couple on display, but but th- this one here, as we used to get, was my gr- a grading award by Master Ree when he was a seventh degree, uh, and um, I remember getting that, thinking, actually, I'm okay. I can do this. <laughs> I was yeah. like, Really shot. Master Ogborn, of course, said that should have been mine. I should have got that. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we argued about it like we always do, and we still do. Um, but um, yeah, I, I think they, I, I don't know a, a certain time where you think, well, actually, yeah, I, I, I could probably do quite quite well at this. And it, you know, stuff like that, for example, just getting that yeah. great motivated me to to sort of keep keep going and um, you know just just uh, try and pursue and work that 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 little little bit harder and perhaps maybe if i if i hadn't got those things maybe you know football would have won over <laughs> um yeah. it would have been a bad thing to be quite honest because I, I i still you know it's still something that's that's close to my heart um yeah. even though i don't even though i don't enjoy the modern game as much but that's a different story <laughs> perhaps, <laughs> perhaps we could talk about that but move, moving on from there then i mean um how how did you both sort of morph into, you know, instructing and school? And obviously, at some at some point, you know, you got together. <laughs> um, yeah, so, oh, yeah. <laughs> let's let's be a team. So so what happened there? <laughs> so um, we're both training at the same GTF club, mm. um, and I think it was just before I got to take my first degree black belt. The instructor left, mm. and uh, somebody else came in, took over the classes. Uh, I failed my first degree at the first attempt, so it took me two attempts, two attempts to to pass my first degree. And what happened, it's sort of the school 
sort of fell apart really somebody new had come in people were leaving and we used to have quite good adult classes of 20 30 people when it sort of uh, whittled down to three or four <laughs> so the instructor that had come in decided he was going to close the school yeah so he closed it and for a couple of months maybe we sort of didn't didn't train we went to karate yeah we did we We sort of looked around at different martial arts in the area but never really settled anywhere and then one of the other guys who was one of the last few with us uh called us up and he said i found a new taekwondo club in Coventry. uh come along it's really good so we went along as a uk gt school we joined and we were there for years and years and years and it was uh, a really big good club good size club good uh, people there and probably after a couple of years of being there the instructor uh, barry parsons he'd get us teaching his classes helping him out uh for years started teaching some some nights on my own there with kids classes and then it got to a point where i thought oh this this is good doing this but you know i want to want to do it for ourselves so it was myself and the other guy that had left with us decided we were going to open up some of our own schools mm. and we opened up the first school as a three didn't we so so he was yeah. with us obviously i used to stand at the back and take the money <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no intention of doing any teaching or anything <laughs> so uh we started tst what year was it was 2000 2004 2004 about then. from uh school halls and the first class we actually did when we turned up at a school we booked the premises we'd done our our advertising we turned up at the school a little bit early because we thought we'd get everything sorted and we're waiting outside the sports hall you could see through the glass windows the hall was like full of kids there must have been like 30 40 kids in there we think, god they're going to finish soon you know we want to get in there and and uh, get started get everything set up so uh, we popped our head in after a bit and says oh you know what time and they said oh we're all here for the taekwondo session <laughs> straight away on the first session we were like wow you know where did all these people come from and uh, we've been really lucky actually since because i think we've always pretty much had good classes and i mean yeah. even now we, we're on a waiting list for, for classes so for some reason we, yeah we've yeah, just done right. really really well yeah yeah with, uh, with schools yeah yeah so i i kind of stepped up if you like because um we we've got together by this point. Oh yeah, yeah. We yeah. got married by this point. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere along the journey. Gloss over that, but yeah, go on. Point <laughs> <laughs> along the line, that had happened, and then the the guy that we that had started TST, he he didn't want to carry on training. He he wanted to to quit. So all of a sudden, we had a club of about probably about two hundred students then, and only John teaching and at which point I thought oh I better help him out a little bit here um so yeah that's when I I got involved um in TST and it just grew didn't it yeah yeah, yeah I went full-time in 2017 right um, right yeah John joined me a, a year later yeah I'm yeah. still working working and teaching yeah yeah um, and we had our time um, with APTI, and then we had a long independent independent time as well, and yeah. we, where we were quite happy just pootling around doing our own thing, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're making me feel old because myself and Master Rob, we went full time in '85, um, where where people thought we were bonkers because nobody really was full time at that time. <laughs> 
we but um i i don't know whether we would have see we 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 were a bit like you we we were actually like a married couple (laughs) (laughs) wherever there was one there was always the other we were always uh together well probably from the age of about eight to be honest um so from um you know when when we went full full time um which was quite quite difficult for me because I I, ha- I had a house actually it was uh, I moved out because I was I was earning a lot of money as an aircraft engineer um a master was still at home with his mum so <laughs> so um <laughs> it, it it was quite tough for me but um d- d- you know the 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 decision to it in a way I mean I don't know I'm not putting words in your mouth but it, it sounds like it was almost forced because you had to really with that amount of students I don't think I've had a waiting list since um the early 90s in my schools <laughs> but maybe yeah. that's to me but go on <laughs> it was it was um I think it's everyone's every martial artist's dream isn't it to mm. yeah. do this for for real and it did get it got to the point we were working we were both working full-time and we had two children and then we were doing the, the club we probably had around 400 students by this point we were in school halls and we were renting two yeah. halls at the same time in the same school to fit people in and it was um the the, the fees they were charging to rent these uh rent yeah. the school halls it was ridiculous and then when we found finally found our own full-time building which is a, sort of another story because you, you look around for for buildings that you think um are going to be for sale that are going to be purpose built for what you need and there was just nothing we looked and looked and looked so then we we took a different approach of writing a letter and posting it through people's uh, building premises to say you know if you've got any space to rent or to let mm. and um we did we had a few people phone us and say oh we've got this room we've got this room we don't use this we don't use that that was at their business and it was actually a local uh, social club that's called Zoe up and said oh we've got this loft space storage storeroom yeah so we thought oh, that doesn't sound too good does it a storeroom <laughs> doing your classes in which said we'll go and have a look and um, it was the day Coventry City were playing at Wembley. Yeah, right. So I was, you away, didn't I was a couple of summer coach somewhere, and Zoe phoned me and said, "I've looked at this room." She was sending me pictures, and, and it was sort of, uh, "Yeah, it looks looks like it could be all right." Yeah. So we got the, everything sorted, and that's now our full time place. And what we were paying on school halls, we we sort of don't pay as much for a full time place now because it got that expensive, and we've got it twenty four seven. Yeah, and we teach out there seven days a week, so. Yeah, it's uh, it's good. That's it's really good, isn't it? Because um, uh, and and again, when myself and uh, Astro started, you know, very few people, few people were full time, and also, um, there were very few full time uh, martial arts um, premises. There was one in Bristol, centre of Bristol. Actually, it was an aikido place. It was aikido judo, and that was the only full time place uh, in Bristol at that time, or even in the Bristol. Uh, Bristol area but uh I, w- I was I was always quite um jealous because when I when I moved when I taught I taught just outside Bristol uh, quite a new sort of housing estate so all the good premises um that were available to rent were actually in the center of Bristol where I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't there so it was re- yeah. really difficult to to get stuff and since then I've looked at places like I've been to a uh, you know if you look at the old place like Leicester Derby Coventry in sort of city centre, there's there's quite a lot of um sort of warehousing and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. people got at a really good price. So, you know, yeah. uh, it's a, a real really viable proposition if you can get something like that. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, what, what was obviously, you know, with with your well, sort of move, moving on to to to, to current, really. Um, you know, with with your 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 sort of full time plays, how how does that um, how does that look in the week? I mean, are you, are you doing classes every night, or do you do other different classes other than martial arts? Yeah, we've got um, so we there's classes every night. Yeah, uh, we don't teach on a Wednesday night. We've got an instructor that teaches um, mm. for us on a Wednesday night, so that's our night off. Mm. Classes every night and Saturday and Sunday, and then mm. I work in schools in the daytime. So I'm off to a school this afternoon. Oh wow! Schools, yeah, ladies' classes, private lessons, mm. and then John obviously does his the printing, so all our, the t-shirts and and um, embroidering and that sort of thing. So that keeps him busy uh, during the daytime. <laughs> yeah, we, we run. Uh, in the weekday evenings, we run four classes a, a night. Yeah, yeah. We do. We have um, we have a little dragons class, which is a Saturday morning, which is like a preschool class, mm-hmm. isn't it? It's yeah. It, uh, I, I stay away from that one. I like I like teaching <laughs> little kids, but not that little. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. I love the I love the my four to seven year olds because I I can. That's just my age group. I can. Yeah, yeah I can that's that's it. mine. Don't just I'm younger than that. Like just right. just coordination, like catching, jumping in hoops, balance, yeah. things. And it's sort of a, a good little class that then feeds our four to seven, which we call our warrior class. Yeah. Which we do. We we do a warrior class every weekday. We do a warrior class. We do two junior classes and we do an adult class. We do four classes in the oh, week. Yeah, yeah. Um, every evening. And then on the weekend, we you do a family class. We yeah. both we both do a family class, which is something we never really did until we we saw a local school that we we were um, that was part of TSC that um, joined us that did family classes. We went along to look at it. And we thought, wow, oh, is this where? We thought, oh, it actually works quite well because you've got all different age ranges in there, and for some parts of the the lesson. The families can join together and do bits together, and then it comes to the the physical part, and you just split between older the older members and the younger members, and it worked really well. And people like it because they can do it as a family activity. Yeah. yeah. So they we we do a family class on a Saturday and a family class on a Sunday, and they they're always been really popular. That's quite interesting because um, I know a couple of people that do family classes. Maybe I'll maybe I'll chat to you about that one because. I, I've um I'm sort of toying with the idea myself. And again, something that I've started recently, I've mentioned I actually do an over 60s class, which is really, oh, yeah. really, really good. Um uh I don't know, it's, it, for some reason a few years ago it popped into my mind that I should do an over 60s. Maybe maybe it was me. Uh, but anyway, um, <laughs> um so, so, so I do an over 60s class. Uh it's all ladies actually. Not 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 that I advertise, it's not supposed to be ladies, but no uh-huh. men over 60 for some reason want to do it and I, and I don't know why but um uh, just, i just think um there's more ladies doing even even adult member ladies coming through at the moment yes, than anyway. some of the evenings we have it's there's yeah. more females than males in some of the classes yeah yeah well well i i, I think it was um i would i would say for me i remember having a an inf uh a beginner's sort of um uh class or whatever it was um yeah i was putting out posters this was the mid 90s and i always remember i I put out loads of posters at the time we were still using a lot of posters rather than digital stuff but and i had a huge influx of ladies and actually one of my schools became more i had more ladies at one of my schools than i had men i was thinking this is bizarre what never happened before you know i've been since the late 70s and all of a sudden 
ladies were joining martial arts. I couldn't, but that's bizarre. But mid nineties for me was seemed to be a time. I don't know what happened in the mid nineties, but it seemed to be a time mm-hmm. is started doing more more martial arts. Um, yeah, that seemed to be across the board. It wasn't just me; it was other people as well. So yeah, you know, yeah, we, 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 it was it was strange. Yeah. So you know, with, with um, I mean, you know, as instructors, um, I, I always say to to the instructors that I have is that you know do do your classes, but but try and keep your own training going. How how do you find that? How do you manage that? Because I think for me, the toughest time for me was was the early, probably the early nineties. I was I had three schools that I was teaching at. Um, I had two children. Um, I was competing internationally, uh, and you know it. It really was. In, in fact, in the end, I only managed to do that for a short while. I, I just decided I was going to give up competition to spend more time with my children. Actually, because I wasn't yeah. seeing enough of them. Um, so, how, how do you manage that? Well, we when we have four classes a night and we're both there, we sort of alternate the classes. So one of us will do the first, then the other the second. And then when we're there the next time, we switch which classes we've done. So we, we're covering and we tend to train in our own, in each other's class. So if uh, Zoe's doing the adult class, I'll, I'll tend to train. And if I'm doing it, she'll tend to train most of the time unless we're needed to, to help out. Plus we do, I, I do a black belt class once a week. So obviously I'm teaching when we're doing the technical stuff, but sometimes I'll put my sparring kit on if they're sparring and, and jumping on that. And I think... Um, that's a little bit where my competition days finished, especially with the sparring. I started teaching a lot. I, I used to go and compete doing the patterns, but I just didn't have the time to get fit enough to, to compete sparring. You know, I, I quite enjoyed competing, and I thought well, I'm just going to keep going as long as I can. And then um, I think when I gave up work to become full time instructor and I was training more, I, I did a, a little bit more sparring again then as a veteran. But uh, yeah, definitely. Once the teaching, it definitely changed the training. Try and we've got we've got access to the building full time though. Like when, when we when you did your seventh degree and I did my sixth, hmm. we would go up there every day and we'd drop take the children to school and then we'd go right and we'd do all our patterns together and we'd train together for that. So it's quite easy for us in the daytime because we've got access to the building. Yeah, to we actually have a lot of students that are working from home still at that point. So. They're like, oh, if you're doing any sparring at this time, <laughs> we, we used to have a little, uh, we used to put on a minute timer and I don't know, it was about six or seven, six, yeah. six or seven. We used to just, just rotate around for half an hour sparring and yeah, just yeah. train together just for yeah. just for ourselves, really. And it, it is it is quite, it, well, it's quite tough. I, I mean, for, for me, when I got into com- competing, although, although I, I was, I did okay uh, and did fairly well at uh, sparring, I, I wanted to do well at patterns as well. I wanted to be uh, something which I don't think it happens these days. You know, you get pattern specialists, sparring specialists. Um, I wanted to do both. And I often say to, to people, I said, actually, my sparring, training for my sparring was was a lot easier than training for patterns because with my sparring, a lot of it was my fitness. And, I you know, I'd go out and go for a run, um, you know, and, and sprint and do that, which, which is, you know, um, to certainly do what what I do what I do now in the mornings, but training for patterns was really time consuming, and I, and mm. I don't think people 
realize if you want to get if you want to do well and compete at a high level in patterns how much time that takes um you know they you know everyone talks about sparring but they don't talk about the training for patterns and i was quite serious about my patterns i wanted it i want wanted to you know my ultimate is to win gold in patterns and gold in sparring at tournaments that that's what i wanted to you know um, yeah so that 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 double pressure so um you know, I, I can, which is why I asked about, you know, trying to get your own training and do everything when you got that. Yeah. Time yeah. You know, <laughs> students listening to this, it's not that easy. <laughs> you miss your competitions. John enjoyed competing, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. I didn't enjoy it. I made myself do it because I felt like it's something that I should do, but I didn't yeah. actually ever enjoy it. But you actually enjoyed it, didn't you? Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah, good. So how, how do you, I mean, um, how do you how do you see the, the 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 future? I mean, I know obviously you're going to carry on doing what 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 you're doing. Um, I mean, my students will know. Listen to this: that one of my mantras on a weekly basis, they hear me saying, "I'm never retiring until they knock the nails in." Uh, I'll be keep. I'm going to keep going. Um, all the schools I've ever opened are still open, um, and I will continue to uh, to do that as long as I can. And um, which is one reason why. It sort of motivates me to keep healthy and fit, really, so I can stand in front of my class. Uh, hopefully, um, you know, in my uh, my later years, because I I still see myself as middle aged. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. So in my later, uh, I have a, I have to tell this story. To be honest, I'm going to tell it because my my students at Swindon listening to this will uh, will vouch for this. But yesterday in my class, I was talking about um taekwondo and the fact that um you know what one of the reasons i do it for is for longevity and then one of the kids very young kid, said yeah but you're old sir <laughs> so i said well that's interesting so i, I did a back i did a cartwheel um and i did a couple of gymnastic things and i said well most people my age can't do that <laughs> i said does that, make, does that make me old or young i'm, I'm asking they're like Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like saying your parents at the back can't can't do that. So, and they're in their yeah. they're in their thirties, but I didn't say that. Um, um, so yeah, I, I don't know where I was going with this now. But the 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 f- for me that um, you know taekwondo is, is is great for me now. Um, for you know my flexibility, my strength, my balance, and everything. Um, and you know, because we tend to lose those things as we um as we age. Um, but hopefully I can keep a hold on that. I'm trying to think where I was going with this. I, I don't know where I was going. What uh, you were just about you were asking about seeing something how we saw it in the future. Oh yes, right, yes. I was gonna say how how do you see things in the future in the sense that um I mean obviously you got got your you know your your kids and I know that um you know your I see some of your posts and your children are into uh, into taekwondo they're also into football as well which is um which is not a surprise because my eldest boys uh well men now uh you know <laughs> one thing that we still love is to watch football together which i i, I really cherish um that uh, yeah. if there's is a big game on um my eldest son is um supports manchester united and who's he's 37 my second son supports uh sorry eldest son supports arsenal and my second son is a Man U supporter, and he's it was his third birthday yesterday. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I just I just like football. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's been really nice for us, I think, because our two, the eldest one, Zion, he's seventeen, 
and he teaches for us now. He teach, goes with you on a Monday. He teaches for us on a Thursday. He's a third degree. And he probably loves training now more than he ever did because we don't make, a, you know, a small kid, you make them go, don't you? And you say, no, come on, get ready. Now he just gets ready. He comes. Yeah. He never mentions it. And There's a good group of friends there, isn't there? Yeah. So I think they've, they've got a bond there that they've met people that are, just through Taekwondo, you know, they don't go to school with them. They don't, uh, yeah. it's just through Taekwondo. So, yeah. yeah. Kobe loves his, he, he's more like John. He loves his competi- competition, Kobe. He so. doesn't like his patterns, just like, yeah. just like sparring. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he's, uh, he's, he's been picked to go to Madrid with the, uh, for the European Championships with the ITF Union. So he's trying for that minute. <laughs> oh, that, 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 that's great. Well, the, the um, I, th- I think the thing about, uh, you know, looking at yourselves, you know, and you, you got uh, both of you doing that together and you got your, your kids into it. I mean, my, you know, both my boys are uh, black belts, whatever, but they didn't go down the, um, the, 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 the teaching route. They had, um, uh, other, other fish to fry. Um, you know, you never know. They might, they might come back to it at, at some point. So we'll, so we'll see. But, um, the other thing I, I like to ask as well is that, you know, t- martial arts has, has, has changed. I, I do try and, um, uh, particularly not so much with the adults, but with the kids, I do try and say to them about, you know, why they should do these things or why they should keep fit. And the, you know, the fact that when they get older, you know, they want to be able to still do certain things. Um, and I do, I don't really lecture them, but I, I talk to them about food and eating and, you know, not drinking 10 bottles of Coke every day uh, and stuff, stuff like that. And I, I do try and get through to them. Is Is that something that you sort of incorporate into your teaching as well? Uh, and, and just about about how keeping moving in general is good you know when they say oh miss I'm out of breath and I said that's good it's good to be out of breath because it means you're working hard I just think yeah I think we just try and sort of say to them that's good it's okay to feel like that that's that's how you should be feeling because you're training hard and and if you weren't feeling like that you wouldn't be putting um any effort into it yeah yeah um, I think um over the years, training's changed uh, a lot, hasn't it? You know, back, I mean, you obviously would have been training before I was, but back when we trained, you weren't really given information. It was sort of orders, wasn't it? You know, you're told to do this. Yeah. Used, if you if you turned up at the class back when we trained and you didn't, you forgot your belt, they used to say you got to train in your underpants. Yeah. <laughs> it was like quite, <laughs> it was just, it's not like, oh, I've forgotten about, we just hand out a, a spare belt that we've got, you know. It, but now I think we give reasons. So if we're doing stretching and somebody's not putting the effort in, we, we, we're explaining to them that this is what you've got to do. Yeah, yeah. With, our, with more of our competitors, mm. we sort of would go more into like the diet side of stuff. And one of our uh, instructors is a nutritionist as well. So yeah, you know, he's uh, he's quite informative on yeah. that side of things in the day we keep telling our kids when they used to make you do the butterfly stretch and the instructor would come and stand on your knees <laughs> oh, yes. make sure your and knees were down onto the floor and again you can't really employ those kind of training methods anymore can you so no no so it's, it's a, a very very different uh different system and that, uh, i mean it, it's 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 an interesting thing i think for, for even for me as, a, as an individual because i've gone I think to myself, well, I was competing. If I'd have taken more time, sorry, more care over my diet, I probably would, you know, 
not actually done better, but certainly recovered quicker at certain times, um, which, you know, I'm quite, quite conscious about my, my diet now. And um, the, the other thing that, um, and again, I've, I've mentioned this on, on podcasts that, that I've got into um, is, is sort of uh, uh, breathing exercises and meditation, which I never thought as a, I'm a, I'm quite a hyper person, but I never thought at, uh, at age 25 that I would find it quite interesting because I don't think I'd have been able to sit down long enough to <laughs> to meditate. Or... Yeah, yeah is, I got is... into yoga, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, you said yeah. that really helped, didn't you? Cause, yeah. Because Zoe's always been, right like, super flexible. Yeah. She said that um, she felt yoga was the only thing that really improved her flexibility because <laughs> it was already yeah pretty much where it needed to be, wasn't it? For, Mm. Yeah, the only real improvement that I ever saw in my flexibility was when I did yoga regularly, because Mm. otherwise it just maintained without me doing anything. It maintained itself. Um, And but like you say, I only went for that. But then I started getting into the breathing in Mm. the yoga. And at first I thought, oh, this this is a bit weird. Mm. And then after a while I thought, no, this is actually this is actually beneficial. I actually feel I go home feeling really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it does does make, does make a difference. I mean, we're 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 sort of coming up towards the end of the podcast, but I like I like to one of the things that I I, I find as well. And I think this is quite interesting to um, uh, people people watching um, because you know the kids see me standing in front of the class and you know take on and do this psychic and do that and whatever. But um, I, I like I like to I like to tell them about the other things that I do, so they know that I'm a, I'm a human. So I, I tell them about my guitar playing. I often mention it in I often mention it in the class how close practicing a guitar to practicing taekwondo, the mentality of it is, uh, the fact that you have to keep going, and sometimes physically it's tough, you know, getting your fingers around a chord or whatever. Um, you know, and I talk about my might talk about my. Uh, why I like to go for a motorbike ride and take my harmonica with me and, and relax and do stuff like that. Um, so I don't know, is, is is there anything, you know, apart from, I mean, you you guys are busy, you've got a full-time centre, you've got kids, um, you know, there's lots you're doing. Uh, you, I know you love your football as well, John, but is, is there anything else that you do to think, right, you know, I'm going to do this to relax or do you not have time to relax? <laughs> Um, we do relax. Um, football, obviously, mm. is a big one. Um, I like going for a run. So I've been this morning with my friend, but uh, she's another one of our instructors. So we talk about taekwondo and run. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's quite boring, really, isn't it? Um, um, drawing. I like. I like oh, yeah. art, painting, or drawing. Oh, yes, yeah, so I've seen some of your some of your your art actually, which is which is which is really good. But what? Why? Um, well, let's say um, it was that something that you did uh, at, at college or school, or, or how did you get into that? Uh, no, I've never really done it um, as a lesson or anything. I just enjoy doing it as a hobby. So just just sketch, started off sketching pencils and things like that, and then I got quite into like the the street art with the the spray cans. Not not actually spraying it illegally on the streets, obviously. But <laughs> okay. yeah, quite often, I, I buy a big bit of wood put it in the garden a uh, big eight, eight foot by four foot bit of wood and i'll paint know, six or seven things over and over at the top of it and yeah i always take a picture and quite often somebody will pop up on facebook oh can i buy that from you and, and then i have to go and get myself another piece of wood so it's yeah. uh, it's just something i enjoy doing and occasionally uh, i stumble across something that's not too bad yeah 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 no it's it's it's, it's nice it's nice to i don't know i i, I think um 
uh, one, one, one of the things that I I say is that uh, particularly I, I talk about the meaning of of, of Huarang and um, the fact that uh, the you know the Huarang youth group were not just warriors but they were interested in they they could do calligraphy they were musicians and mm-hmm. they had different sides to them and I always, I always cite that and I say to people you know you don't don't be a one trick pony be able to appreciate other things. Um, yeah. the, other, the, other th- the other thing that I love as well is poetry. I, I write a lot of poetry, um, okay. and um, that, that's my my soft side, I suppose, um, which, which which I quite like, and I, and I like the the interplay with words. Um, so you know the the the, the poetry. I, I tend to write about um, people people in my life that I know, um, and sort of I don't know. It, it, it's 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 something that I started many many years ago. Uh, so I think it's quite nice. I think it's quite nice if you if you do have those other things yeah. that you can you yeah. can and appreciate. And 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 I think I think the more things you do like that, you can appreciate other things. You know, like yeah. poetry, like music, um, and, yeah. and so on. You know. Um, yeah. um, sorry, again, because so if you if you were going to mention something there, no, not really. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was going to say thank you. Uh, uh, very much. There's all two things at the end here. Is that um, I'd love to chat to both of you again, and we'll do a, do a catch up and you know see how things are going, maybe talk about some other aspects of martial arts. Um, the second thing is uh, just stay on the line because um, any any links that you'd like to put put in uh, to any of your your schools or um, any of your paintings that you want to sell or <laughs> anything <laughs> any anything anything like that that might be of uh, interest to to the listeners we can put in the show notes and um, okay. they can get uh, you know if, if they do want to in your area and they want to uh, uh, train and come and see and come see your classes and your full time centre yeah. um, you know that'd be great so um, yeah, brilliant. brilliant. Only remains for me to just say say thank you, really, and uh, thank you very yeah. much. Um, I've really enjoyed speaking to you. The good thing about this is I learn a lot about people, uh, perhaps that I've known in in the past, but now I know them a little bit better, uh, and I know yeah. what um, you know uh, they're a little bit about their journey, really. And hopefully, the uh, listeners have learned something today as well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well, thank you for having us on. I always listen to your podcast when I'm in the car because I can't stand <laughs> listening to the radio with all the adverts that keep popping on. So. I get bored of listening to the same music, so I quite often would put on a podcast if I'm if I'm doing a, a trip. So I've listened to I think pretty much every one of the podcasts that you've done. So oh, I'm really enjoying them. So I'm going to warn you. I'm going to warn you though, because most of the people that I do a podcast, I go, "Oh, but didn't I sound terrible?" And I said, "Oh, yeah, I, I'm I still, not going to listen to mine." <laughs> I still find it difficult to listen to me on a podcast. I really do. I think, "Oh man, I, I sound like a farmer." <laughs> 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 I, I i find it really really difficult so, so sometimes i force force myself or um uh you know if there are other students it, they want oh so what about that podcast yeah can, can we listen to it now and stuff like that i like, go oh yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that, hopefully some of our students might listen to it yes hopefully yeah yeah yeah, yeah d- definitely well thanks thanks very much uh thank yeah, you to thank you. Uh, the listening uh for the living martial arts podcast fans hope you've enjoyed this podcast as much as i've enjoyed it i want to say thank you thank you very much uh to our guests uh zoe and john for taking the time to um uh, just share their experience and share their t- martial arts journey and hopefully we'll catch up with you very very soon thank you thank you thank you, thank you.